0: Oh, welcome. This is she, and it is a moment called a Thursday evening here on the North American continent and tonight we're going into part three of the sacral energy, and we have gone from the macro looking at our global condition that suggests that we are having an imbalance in the sacred energy of the womb and the union between the male and female energies, the creation energy. So earlier on, we discussed how that's evident by what's out there in mainstream media. And tonight, we're going to talk about, and and that spurred off the violation, the manipulation. And then last week, we went into uh, the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali and how the way of yoga can assist in balancing and healing the sacral region. And tonight, we're going to talk a little bit of how this can be presented. So if you are a teen or if you're a parent still trying to master what it means to have this force within you and to bring it into a higher vibration not only for yourself but for your children, especially if you're a parent, This is one of the greatest gifts you can do is learn how to align with your inner self and really honor self in this most beautiful, sacred way. So whether you're an up-and-coming young adult or if you're a grown-up that's still maybe in your prepubescent teens, this is a great time to dive in because these are things that aren't taught in that interesting sex ed film at school. So last week, just to recap, we talked about yoga, the way of yoga as the potential for healing, bringing balance into your life and checking in with your own inner code of conduct. For each and every one of you, it's going to be different depending where you are on your soul or energetic uh, journey through the universe. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about this tonight, especially for those that are ready to mature, whether you are a young adult or you're uh, a seasoned adult, but you're ready to mature into a deeper relationship with yourself. And guess what? When we have a deeper relationship and understanding of self, we no longer look outside of ourselves, and we can start Really honing in on what we want to serve with in the world. For you teens listening, this is really important because guess what? If you master your sacred, sacral energy uh, before your early adult working hood, you're going to be so much more focused and able to actualize that, which makes you really excited about life. So if you're an artist or aspiring scientist or doctor, or uh, you're really into waste management or public transportation, whatever it is, whatever's really calling you, you were going to know that that's your calling for this lifetime. And oftentimes, early on in life, we're kind of pushed to maybe think about things a little differently, that we should aspire for something that's really grandiose. By understanding and mastering what this sacral energy is, you will have a better understanding of what your place is in the universe and here on planet Earth. So this is an exciting thing, and they don't teach this in biology. They just want to scare you into the fact that maybe you're going to get an STD or get someone pregnant. And really, there's so much more that's going on. So we're going to review the Yoga Sutras. The Yoga Sutras are a great check-in point uh, for a way of living. So the Yama, the codes of life, we'll call them. And these aren't by accident. Vedic uh, studies are very backtracked on many ways, mathematically, um, spiritually, esoteric text. But... If you practice them, you might be really surprised at the results. It's just having to be willing and not so thinking that you're above knowing it. So, there's one thing to intellectualize a concept, there's another level of understanding when we start to embody it. Then we go through the refinement, and then we fully embody it because we understand its truth as it relates to us. So, the reason I bring this up is because the one area that's not talked about, that's not honored, collectively on this planet because as i mentioned before we have things that are going on in our world culture that would suggest otherwise is the sacral region absolutely not it's really confused and a lot of times all it's doing is aggravating our society by people continually misusing this energy so the way of yoga we're going to go nonviolence. what does that mean to you you have to tune in for you understand what that means in your life Where's the line? Like, you may think it's okay to have violence in your world. Determine what that is. For some people, nonviolence means nonviolence, and that means not hurting anything or anyone. So defining that is really going to navigate and pull you into integrity, even with how you use this energy. Because guess what? Then you would never harm someone sexually, right, if that's your code of conduct. And if you can aspire to live a life of nonviolence, you're never going to commit a crime with this energy. So, truthfulness. Now, this is really important. Honest communication. If you're engaging with this energy, teens, this is really important. If you're just having an urge and then you're engaging in this energy and you're not being honest with one another, that would be something that's defying how yoga shows us the universe operates truthfulness truthfulness on all levels with self and with someone else if you're afraid to talk about it or if you can't even talk other than lustful conversations with one another there's not a transparency there's not an intimacy at all to even think about engaging and this goes for adults if you can't talk about what's happening down here and you leave it just for lust and desire or just for a moment for your own personal satisfaction you're completely missing out on the magic that you hold integrity that would go with communication are you integral with your speech your thought and your actions and If you are, then you'll know it because you're not misleading anyone. You're not, as I mentioned, trying to live different stories out for all these different people. And that means if you're in integrity, you're willing to go to a level of intimacy with self and others. Teens, this is really important. Are you in integrity with your actions? Is the way you're treating the opposite sex or the same sex what you would want for your parents or your grandparents? really important to check in. Is this how you would treat grandma or grandpa? If the answer is no, then you're probably not in alignment. Is this how you would treat the people that created you, your mother or your father? If the answer is no, then you're probably not in integrity, truthfulness, and you're more than likely uh, stepping into the boundaries of violation and, and manipulation. Chastity. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into this, but How I describe it last week is this would be right action, no sexual misconduct. This goes into the other aspects. So, you know, some kids out there might be raised by parents that think, oh, this is just how it is. They're supposed to be, they're starting to have, engage in sex earlier and earlier and earlier in life. Well, you know what? No. You are not emotionally capable to handle this because you are dancing with the force of the universe. And if... It is not handled with reverence. It's only going to create more chaos for your life. So if you have aspirations to achieve your goals, your passions for life, creation in all different forms, entering into this realm is not advisable until you have mastered and know what you want to do with your life. It does not serve a purpose. All it will serve is an energy field that will inevitably cause you Drama, trauma, and a lot of distractions. So those are our codes of life. These codes give us indicators of how the universe is asking us to behave. We can look to physics. We can look to math. These actions, when we participate in them, cause a heat death. They basically take us through a process where entropy occurs, and they will not sustain. Violence will not sustain itself. Non-truthfulness will not sustain itself. Acting non-integral will not sustain itself. C- participating in sexual misconduct will not sustain itself. And the last thing I forgot to mention was non-attachment. This does not mean you're aloof. This means that you hold a level of non-codependency. So for kids out there and adults, if you're so attached to needing The big SEX, that means that you have a dependency and you might want to look to your mother or your father to see where you felt abandoned or you had an unhealthy codependent bond with that individual, not allowing yourself to separate from that energy field enough so you could have a healthy bond with adults when you're adults. So that's our codes of life, codes of the universe that indicate to us if we want to have harmony in our life, if we don't want to have suffering and drama, we might look at these and say, how can I bring them into alignment so I can feel magical in every moment? The next thing we talked about is way of living, so when we 're kids it 's pretty simple, right? And as we become teens, it becomes a little bit more complex as we become adults, it becomes even more complex. so whether you're a young adult, a teen, or a big kid, think about simplicity. Are you content? so as we enter into the sacred chamber of the sacral region you're going to add complexity because you're going to go in and tap into the whole universe. So think about this before you do this. And if you use it inappropriately, there is an effect. There is cause and effect most definitely in the universe. So you can see that around you and you might see that in articulations of how your parents live their lives, how your friends live their lives. And you can simply see the here and now cause and effect and potentially imagine the future. So if we bring in simplicity, contentment, purification, this would mean that you're in right action. You're not going to embark on this journey within the sacral region uh, because you want to keep your temple, that's what this is, your temple, your sacral region, in a purified state. You would not go into your place of worship and conduct yourself in certain ways the sacral region is just as sacred as your temple your synagogue, your ashram it's just as sacred as the church, as any place of worship that region is that sacred, so all you young teens out there, I want you to imagine if you're thinking about jumping into this realm or if you've been violated understand that that's the sacredness that has been violated so, even if you jumped in and had these experiences, you can still go through a purification process. It's not like you screwed it up for your whole life. That's the beautiful thing about the universe. We can practice and come into alliance with ourselves and congruence with ourselves. So, purification, refinement, that goes into the next point. Like I said, just because if you've jumped into relationships, even as an adult, if maybe you've been... Uh, jumping from relationship to relationship and never allowed yourself the time or space to be alone if you started to have sexual activity very young and you were violated then if you were really young and you had sexual intercourse that's a violation and then you'll be seeking more of that stimulation because you were not energetically ready for that so this leads into all these different things So we can go through a purification process if this occurs, we can go through a refinement process, and then we can surrender, surrender to ourself, to your creator that you worship or your highest self, and you can bring yourself into balance. So these are just our indicators from the universe. And then I talked a little bit about how you have the opportunity to practice asana, practice breathing, retire the senses, focus your attention meditate and settle the mind these are all components that can help for healing tonight we're not going to go deep into those again but the main thing for teens out there is to really think about what are your code of ethics in this lifetime what do you feel that you're here to master how can you hold yourself in integrity and do it simply be content keep yourself purified refined and surrender to the divine There's nothing worse than entering into your teen years or your adulthood or still in your adulthood feeling shameful, guilt, regret. You don't want to carry these energy fields with you because they will only continue to trouble you. So you might be asking, okay, lady, well, why is this energy sacred? How do I know? Because everywhere, you know, they're always encouraging us to look at women and men as sex objects. They're always encouraging us to start exuding this energy, and they encourage us just to use it that way. Uh, the music industry is great. They have two rules of thumb, the girl that you would, or boy you'd bring home to your parents and the girl or boy you'd take back to your hotel room. That is not honoring the sacred energy. It's compartmentalizing it, and guess what? You're violating it by doing that, by not honoring the sacred energy. So you want to know why it's sacred? Well, what can we do in this region of the body? What happened when your parents came together and made love? They made you. Creation. Science will show us, physics will show us, that we have an electromagnetic relationship with each other. There's a dance that occurs when we come together. There's biology that occurs. When that happens, you're sending a signal out to the universe. The male energy is entering into the sacred temple of the feminine, which is this really intense environment, especially if the male ejaculates in this environment. The male's sperm is a special magic. One drop of semen is equivalent to ten drops of blood. So that's how powerful and magical this sacred energy is. It has a life force, ten times that to blood. And this is why in Buddhist teachings, they encourage the masters not to release The jasmine drops, okay? So the semen semen has this magical energy. So guess what? If you start releasing more and more and more and more, you're depleting your energy field. You're completely exhausting yourself. And guess what? That's why the male is typically completely exhausted at the end of making love or sex because he's released his life force. And guess what, ladies? Why are you all wired and ready to chat it up? Because you've received his life force. Even if it didn't enter your womb, you're still receiving the energetic transfer. And the other part of it is is that you're sending a signal out to the universe. And I've talked about this in other episodes. You're sending a signal out and everyone can witness. There are no secrets in the universe. So teens, it's really important. You might think you're sneaking to go and be with your partner or boyfriend or girlfriend, but guess what? Mom and dad are right there with you because they're connected. Dad's connected to your solar plexus. Mom's connected to your heart. So there are no secrets here on planet Earth. And guess what? Anyone that has passed and crossed over, they can look down and see you at any moment in time. So you're not alone in that intimate moment so you want to be really kind of excited and feel really sacred that you would actually hold that person in honor and respect and be okay conducting yourself that way in a very very sacred temple so as i mentioned there's cause and effect So if you're not holding this energy sacred and you're manipulating with it, you're violating people with it, you don't even know what you're doing, you are not honoring and respecting it. And there will be an effect that will come back at some point in time based on your action. It might go from you to one person, then to another person, and then to another person, and then back to you. We don't know what the map will be. But as soon as you engage in actions that are not aligned with yourself, you're stepping into a very slippery slope. So that's why we go back to those Yoga Sutras as a model for clues how the universe operates on a quantum physics level. They're telling you, they're using words, but these all relate back to how the universe works. And if you look across the board, what do most religious belief systems have? They have these clues in there, too. It's not by accident. We have to pay attention. So when we don't align ourselves with what's known as the cosmic order, what do we feel? Guilt, shame. We all of a sudden feel no lower self-worth. We're not um, as empowered to live our life. We're confused. We might be depressed. And we're distracted. And we've totally released all this creation energy and We're not able to focus it on where we need to. So when you go into these sacred energy fields of the sacred region, what happens is you're tapping into both light and dark. So if you're not utilizing the highest frequency like you would be at your place of worship with this other being and being there with them, you're inviting in shadow energy. You're inviting in dark energy because you're not there on sacred grounds so it's a choice it's a choice if you feel that you're ready to go into those worlds i guarantee you if you have any sense of arrogance you brag about it you boast about it or you feel that it's justified to enter these realms because you have it figured out that's okay you can go ahead and do that and the universe is so brilliant it will teach you it will teach you based on what you've done. No different than the child that puts the hand on the hot stove. What happens? The child gets burned. And what what happens if the child goes back again? The child will get burned again. Until the child realizes, whoa, I don't want to touch that burner anymore. Because every time I do, you know what? I get burned. I get these blisters and red. I can't use my hand for so many days or a week. Usually it just takes once. So the sacral energy you're making a contract with yourself and the universe by not holding it as powerful as it is. So when you go into this region and if you've been violated in this region or you don't hold it as sacred, as I mentioned, you're taking this energy and uh, basically sending it in the wrong direction or you're not being responsible. So I don't know men... I'll talk to you first about this. You know, I just stated, your semen is 10, one drop, is 10 times more powerful than blood. And what does blood do? Blood's a very important aspect of our entire body. Keeps the energy flowing through our heart, works on our muscles and our nervous system, all these things, sacred energy of blood. But your semen, one drop, 10 times as powerful as one drop of blood. So this is a lot of energy for you just to waste and throw away just so you want that release. All right, So it's something to meditate on, really to think about. Women, this area of your womb is a temple. It is a place that can house creation. We know this to be so because biology shows us we can create life here. Wow, life, pretty miraculous. And we have all the components that don't make it easy okay this is a volatile area the womb and the vaginal opening all the way through that whole experience your region mimics the possibility within the universe so everything's available there so if you become violated or you don't honor yourself then you're creating disturbances in this region of your body and it'll keep you from being sacred and holding yourself sacred in the highest and best way, and it will actually manipulate how you want to create here on planet Earth. So by doing this inner healing, by doing this transformation in this region, you will refine how you can show up, and you're going to be a little bit more selective as to who you let in, knowing that each visitor is going to have an imprint right there, and if it's not a welcome visitor, or if it's one you feel like you were coerced into, or if you've manipulated the other individual into coming into your temple, there is a cause and effect, okay? There's no, no freebies here. So, women, if you can remember that this is a temple, when the male energy enters into this temple, he brings the magic wand, this powerful, powerful semen that is meant for creation. It's not meant for recreation. So this is the big clue. I know many of you have been misled. The semen is not meant for recreation. And if we look to Chinese teachings, they will even teach that releasing, even if it's on your own, masturbation, is an energy death. You are, and women it's the same thing, you are basically sucking your life force out of you just for a temporary release and you need to ask yourself why. Why am I needing this right now? It's no different than trying to go escape into an alcoholic beverage or a chocolate bar, whatever it might be. So understand that this is a sacred, sacred region. It doesn't mean that you can't have healthy relationship here. I'm not trying to state that. But I really want you to revisit the potential view of this region. And the only way is to show you an opposing view for right now. And then you can look at the two. And you can start to practice and experiment, not the teens, but the adults, Teens, I really encourage you to really abstain from this activity. It's just going to cause you chaos and confusion when you are in the most powerful developmental period of your life next to the beginning years, the first five years of your life. During your teen years, you're in another powerful, powerful transition that's going to shape how you show up for society. Distracting yourself with embarking in this region of the body is only going to create more obstacles. So leave it alone. And if teens that are listening have already participated in this, have already dove into this region of the body, guess what? You can still purify, step back, say, I don't want to participate anymore. I want to hold my energy sacred. And when I'm ready to embark on that, I'll know. So... We know this, we have a temple, we have magic energy, we have the alchemy of them coming together, they create creation. Within each one of us, we have this alchemy that exists on a daily basis of male and female energy. When we're not sending out our life force in sexual activity, then we have more potentiality to harness that energy that's constantly creating and collapsing, creating and collapsing, if you're living in a balanced ecosystem in your body. As that energy creates and collapses, creates and collapses, you will find that you can direct and access this energy towards the things you want to bring into your life. You can bring that energy up into your solar plexus and start to feel a higher sense of self worth. You can connect with that which you want to manifest because you're keeping yourself and your root energy and your sacral energy really, really, really well balanced. So teens, as you start to feel these shifts, hormonal shifts, as you start to realize that, wow, something's going on down there. It doesn't mean run out and take care of it. Parents, it doesn't mean encourage them to embark on this. It means, whoa, I need to sit with this. I need to be still with this. So this is a great time, even if you're a grown adult and you're going through another shift in the sacral region, this is a great time to bring in solitude and really get in tune with what's being communicated here. So often we just try to uh just pacify the sensation with another action, which doesn't really get us to the truth of what we're experiencing. So from there you might want to connect and parents you might want to connect too how do you know you're not ready? And how do you know if you're in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship if you're ready as an adult? <clears throat> well, the clues are is that you feel whole. You don't feel like you need anything outside of you. You're not grasping. Now, if you are suffering from overstimulation... Addiction of any kind. If you're already a drug addict, an alcohol addict, a consumption addict, parents, if you notice this in your children, this is something you want to address immediately, especially before they embark on any type of sexual activity. This is only going to aggravate their condition. So you really, really want to think about the possibility here. To lose overstimulation of this area. That means if you encourage your children to, or yourself to jump into the field of over-masturbating. You're going to overstimulate this area. You're going to be giving out more and more of your life force on a daily basis that you need for your own well-being. It also, by over this area can increase your addiction, make it harder for you to release your addiction. If you notice your kids are already addictive personality, meaning that they have to compulsively have something, that you really want to talk to them about not engaging in sexual activity. And then what this can lead to is sexual misconduct. This can lead to crimes. So oftentimes we can come into this world with a violation that occurred in another lifetime that we don't remember, and it leads us to act inappropriately. Or we had an unhealthy codependent relationship with one of our parents, and this creates an imbalance in our sacral region of our body. So it's really important, parents, to sit down and talk to your kids about what's going on with them. And if you're grown-up, sit down and talk with some friends. Get someone to work with you one-on-one and see what has been going on here. What's going on? So with this, what I want you to do right now is that we are going to listen to a song. It's called by Donna Delore and it's the Sutra or the mantra Omene Padme Home. The reason I'm going to play this is that it is a purification mantra. She shares it as a healing mantra and what you'll find is if you're distracted by your sacral energy, you know you have healing, you know you've manipulated people, you know that it's time for you to let go and raise the vibration, that this is a great mantra to use. It brings in purification. It cleanses the heart and the womb. And it also brings in protection, which is really important. So I really encourage each and every one of you right now to connect with her words and then really evaluate your life. Are you in an addictive situation with part of your life? Are you ready to continue your purification process? Are you ready to model this for your kids or your community? And then are you ready to have the conversation with your kids Really truthfully and honestly about this region of the body. So sit back, relax, enjoy this. It's about nine minutes. I will take this time to make this a meditation with music. Connect with her words, connect with the opportunity to purify, align, and refine self, and welcome in the knowledge and the wisdom and medicine of the sacral region. Oh, the name, of me home. And just bringing yourself back to yourself and hopefully you've connected to the sacredness of what you carry. Simply put, that the male and female energy forces, when they come together in their biological forms, male to female, and that There's a potentiality to connect with an aspect, a place of non-suffering, a place of pure potentiality. And this area needs to be held in such a sacred way to actually fully understand what that means. It doesn't go through... A process of holding it through ego or out of need desire want any of those are grasping and clinging so the most recent ancient teachings on planet Earth give us some clues however those teachings were not all recorded And there's been a horrible game of telephone played from that point in time till now, with a lot lost in translation. What I can let you know is that, as we talked about several episodes ago, we don't have to really look very far to see that there is a really profound epidemic on this planet. And it is all surrounding this region of our body. To disregard it is to disregard the place you go to worship, is to disregard the divinity in you. And that's the absolute reality of what exists here. And I wouldn't say those words if I did not feel those from the bottom of my energetic being all the way out to the universe and back. So if we can't hold this place in a level of reverence, then we're going to go through samsara over and over and over again. We will be attached to the suffering. We will be attached to all these things that cause us dis-ease. So as I mentioned earlier, parents and teens, if you already came in with an overstimulation to this area, addiction, dependency, your early sexual misconduct. These are clues to us that we need to sit down with our children early on and talk to them about what's happening and also potentially get them help. And that is to make peace with some of these items that they can't even make sense of. Adults, if you have been violated, you started engaging in sexual activity really young you have addiction issues, dependency issues, and you've participated in sexual misconduct, meaning violation, a crime, meaning rape or something worse, and also uh, been on either side of the coin. These are things to address immediately and to stop engaging with anyone in this region until you understand why you have this going on within your energetic being all you're doing is like pouring oil and chemicals on a very dangerous fire so what are we going to do and parents how do you guide your kids and kids what do you want to do so there's it's there's all these great clues in society that let us know uh, when and how we potentially may want to behave as a human species on planet Earth. And then we have our own check-in point. We have this barometer uh, within ourselves. You know, I myself engaged too early into sexual activity. Not until much later in my adulthood did I realize what a detriment that was and definitely led into many different scenarios. Uh and now I see it so clearly. Of course I couldn't see it then because it was, it was masked. So these are things to contemplate. These are things to maybe practice to sit with. Again, simplest thing is that teens and adults, if you're noticing this overstimulation in this region of the body, it's time to sit and be still with it. Let that energy move its way through you and feel the discomfort of not actually being able just to placate it with a Band-Aid, but actually to sit there and go, gosh, or if it's non-existent in that area, understanding what that means. So for young adults, big kids, little kids in the adult arena, this is something to, t- to say, okay, how do I want to treat this very magical energy? And maybe I want to just practice. Maybe I want to try and realize that, hey, I'm a female and this is my temple. And who do I want to let my temple? And do I want to let some strange-looking man or woman that doesn't feel energetically aligned with me, and not that it's strange matters, but you're just energetically, that's what it says to you, but you go ahead because you're not feeling confident in yourself, that would be violating yourself, taking away from your own self-esteem. So stop and think. Don't be so desperate to have that connection because something else is going on that you fill it up. So how do you honor it? Well, first we need to... Come back into feeling whole. So if you are a teen and you're, this is an area, like I said, developmentally that you're going through these significant changes, just like you did when you first came in, that you don't want to add more complexity to a complex time. Find an adult that you can talk to. Adults, if you realize, wow, I might have just like went down this whole road. I don't even understand what it means to be intimate with myself or someone else. And I want to bring it into balance. Sit down and... Start bringing in the practice, bringing in some of those ideas that we went through last week, and I'm going to go through it right now. What you can do and where or if you're contemplating diving in with another person into this region is first become whole. So you're not clinging that you have to have a relationship or you need sex or you just want it. What does that mean? You need to figure that out. And if you have a really good reason why you need it, is the person that you're engaging with aligned? Are you fully transparent? Are you employing those codes, those clues from the universe? So age-wise, this is where people get a little confused, They think, but the, the, our laws say 18. So this is a really good rule of thumb, and it's a clue, again, with the universe. There's a reason for some of these things. They don't just happen by accident. 18. So... Hello, everyone. If you're considering engaging in sexual union with someone that is that far away from you in age, that is going to lead to a heat death we've talked about before. That's going to lead to entropy, and there's a reason that you might be there for the wrong reasons. So girls, if you're having that daddy love affair, or boys, if you're having that mama love affair, this is how I'd explain it is if you could conceive the person you're making love with, yeah, you're violating something within yourself. You have some unresolved issues with mom or dad. Freud went into a lot of this, but you have some unresolved issues. Or you've been violated and you're going after a child to placate yourself. So be honest. Be brutally honest with you, yourself, and you know what? Sometimes you do cross the soul's path from another lifetime. It doesn't mean you're supposed to be with them in this lifetime. So if you could conceive them, you probably shouldn't be making love to them. That would mean if you start menstruating at 14 and you think it's okay when you're 30 to be with a 15-year-old boy, no. Okay, If you're a 60-year-old man and you think it's okay to be with a uh, 25-year-old girl, nope. <laughs> you could conceive them. So just use this as your rule of thumb. And how can you treat them as sacred if you, they could be your daughter? Like you would have had to raise them for 14 years or 18 years before you could even be intimate with them. So really think about this and ask yourself the brutal question, why am I doing this? This would be like me uh, engaging with my daughter And that is probably not appropriate because we in our modern society here on planet Earth would say that's a crime. So we have the clues. We have the potentiality. Young adults, teens, think about it. You can save your sacred energy if you have aspirations to go to university, if you have aspirations in sports or aspirations to be a yogi. Whatever it is, this is a great time to go inward. It's time to stay focused it's time to allow yourself to realize who you are and guess what you're going to go through another period of this from 26 to 30 so get really strong through this period from teen 13 to 18 travel into your early 20s really powerful focus you're not going to get want to get so distracted with a relationship you might want to start to engage or not but then you're prepared for that next level expansion twenty six to thirty. So how do we practice this? How do we determine how to if we even want to engage with anyone? So the practice is friendship first. If you think that you have a lot of energy and you don't know what to do with it, bring in a meditation practice. This works for adults, this works for teens. Bring in a meditation practice. Teens, I really encourage abstinence till you are a legal adult, till you can make choices that you can be responsible for. You can't possibly, as a child, care for a child. You can't possibly pay to take care of any medical condition that could arise, plain and simple. So, children do not need to be having children. Wait till you're a legal adult. That keeps it safe. It doesn't make it even possible. And guess what? If you're engaging in other activities that aren't intercourse, that's still sexual misconduct, take care of yourself. Keep your self-respect. Keep your self-esteem. And if you've already engaged, that's okay. Purify, step back, clear the energy fields, and reestablish how you want to approach life. So as you're a teen or as you're an adult where you're realizing, God, I really need to refine myself. I need to bring this into balance so I don't have to repeat these lessons in another lifetime or continually in this lifetime. Friendship first. Ask a lot of questions. Meditation. These three keys will let you determine how and where you're going with your relationships, male and female. Friendship first. Ask a lot of questions. Meditation. Again, friendship first, ask a lot of questions, meditation. If someone's just trying to jump on you because they have a need, that's not so respectful. Learn to know yourself in solitude. That's a practice. Meditation will lead you to solitude. If you can be by yourself, you will, and comfortably, not because you're retreating, but just truly be still and confident in your aloneness and with others. So if you're an introvert as an adult or as a teen, you might need to encourage yourself to go out a little bit just to see and experience or understand why you are an introvert. That might be your life's path. That's okay. These activities will allow you to come into alignment. So as you employ these practices of friendship first, ask a lot of questions and meditation Learn to know yourself in solitude and be confident with yourself by yourself. This means if you always are having to go and do something, there's something saying, hey, you're not comfortable being alone. Why don't we look at that? Then align with energy fields. Once you've found friends that you like, you've asked a lot of questions and they're aligned, find and align with energy fields that reflect your highest self. Not the person that's still you know, going through the trials and tribulations of understanding samsara, suffering, and drama. Find the people that inspire you to be better, to go higher, jump higher in the sense of, gosh, I want to vibrate up here. It's so much more euphoric when you're with friends like that. You're like, wow, I can be more. I mean, my friends that feed me like that, it's so exciting because I'm just like, wow, I can be inspired to do that and that and that's exciting and you both show up with that energy. You're reflecting that back to them so they feel excited about themselves and vice versa. This will also make sure that you're in a respectful and honoring place. When we're inspired by someone, not codependent by someone, but honestly inspired by what they do, we're going to hold them in a higher place of respect. Now, the next place you can do is once you've aligned your energy fields, you've created a community, learned how to have intimacy with your hands, with your eyes. You don't need to touch any part of the body with these hands because remember you're touching the body with the heart when you touch your hands. Your hands are extension of your heart. Be mindful with how you use these hands and what you do with them and how you hold them. So if you're ready for refinement, just try out this practice. Start thinking about yourself as a sacred temple, with sacred energy, both male and female hold it. How do you want to show up for each other? Do you want to just throw away your life force here, there, and everywhere? That's going to affect your entire life. Then, impart the practice of friendship first. Ask a lot of questions. Bring in solitude and meditation. Align with energy fields that reflect your highest self, that which you aspire to be. Kids, if you're listening... Get a mentor. Ask your parents. I want a a coach or an artist or a musician or a naturalist or an astronomer or a techie to be my mentor. Kids need this. Give it to them in this beautiful birthing time. Then determine what your code of ethics are and how you want to hold yourself. How do you want to aspire to be so you don't have to feel guilt, shame, doubt, fear. These are things we impose upon ourselves. Ask yourself the questions. Ask your teens the questions. Ask your entire family, the people you relate to, the people you're in intimate relationship with if you're a grown-up. Have you asked them their code of ethics? What are Have you guys matched it up to see if you guys have the same code of ethics? Have you been completely honest with that person? That's how you get to know if you really want to let that person into your sacred temple. Then nature is a great way to mirror how we are to handle ourselves they show us out there how we are to really take care of one another in honor and respect so the result is is that if you can as a grown adult and or as a teen come forward and say, okay, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to get to know myself. I'm going to get to know my sacred energy, my power to create. And you go through some of these practices, you will be more self-actualized within this lifetime earlier. You will be more empowered within self. You'll inspire others. You will maintain your code of ethic, and you will learn what it means to hold the energy of creation for yourself and all the things you touch. You'll have a sense of inner peace. And if you came in with any wounds or you're carrying wounds from your mother or father from this lifetime, this is the time as a teen you can heal these. Don't exasperate them. If you're from a divorced family, you're going to have wounds in this region. Take the time to heal these. Don't go engaging in these activities because this will actually aggravate the area. Again, will lead to addiction. Will lead to all these different things that can potentially cause you harm or to harm others in the long run and keep you on this crazy wheel of suffering that much longer. And finally, the biggest benefit is that you'll see so clearly and you'll get off these wheel of the wheel of suffering sooner and you'll master yourself and you'll have a level of self-love and self-worth. So, this is basically a very uh, big picture of what is involved in the act of coming together in the sacral region. It's what you house. It's what's in the what's in the universe. And they don't explain this in biology. They just explain to you that you might get an STD, that you might get someone pregnant. These are valid points. And since you are still a, a not able to support yourself, then it's better to abstain. That's the guarantee. Some parents might not think this is not, is not realistic, but take the time to have the conversations. Have the uncomfortable conversations with your kids. The more you talk to them about it, the more they're going to get comfortable. The more they're going to be able to talk to their peers about it if it comes up, and they're going to know where they want to stand from within that's what we want for these kids, our next generation, to be empowered. And guess what, ups, you can still own yourself. You can clear all the roads that you walk down, and you can be that inspiring individual for them. So one last recap just from the top is that if you're ready to really explore your inner self, your way of life, your codes of life, is to really contemplate, Nonviolence, truthfulness, integrity, chastity, no sexual misconduct, non attachment. How do you relate to this? And these are keys yes, keys to the universe. Nonviolence, truthfulness, integrity, chastity, and non attachment. Big kids, big, meaning adults and teens, this is a great conversation to have with your parents what this means and to think about it from science, math, And from biology and nature, what do they, well, biology is nature, but from botany, biology, our physical biology, and what the plants reveal to us, how is this demonstrated to us, and where are the clues that they give us? Way of living, if we impart simplicity, teens, you are going through a complex period, don't make it more complex. Also, young adults that are going through 26 to 30, great time to simplify. Contentment, purification, refinement, and then surrender. Contemplate this and how can you integrate this into your ways of living? What are the clues for teens? One, wait till you're an adult. Wait till you're in the 18 to 21 year old age because you will be better equipped to understand and know who you want to allow into your temple or to experience your life force. The clues, parents, if you know that there's an overstimulation in this area for yourself or your children, addiction of any kind, dependency or sexual misconduct, get them help, get yourself help, get the family well so that you as a family unit and your children can be that much more effective as a human being on planet Earth. And what are the practices? You're gonna feel so much more self esteem, love for self, self worth. You're gonna attract the right aligned relationships. Practice friendship first. Ask a lot of questions. Bring in meditation and solitude when you're uncomfortable with the, the energy that's coming up in your body. Allow yourself to move it with it and move it in other directions. Practice intimacy with your heart to hands, eyes, look around. Touch first with nature. You don't need a person to do this. Connect and really reconnect with your intimacy. Determine what your code of ethics are. Remember, if you can conceive them, you probably want to think twice about making love or having sex with them. There's something to examine here. Finally, nature will mirror to you what you need to know about here and there. Spend some time outside looking at the trees, looking at the birds, the bees, and the flowers, and you will get the 411. The result is you will connect with inner peace. You will be a more self-sexual. You will be a more self-actualized individual, and you will hold that energy, that sexual energy. I've been calling it sacral this whole time, but you will hold what's known as sexual energy with honor and respect for yourself, for your fellow brothers and sisters, for your future partners, and for the universe. Try it out. See what happens. Give me some feedback. You can email me at s at Toro dot com. s at Toro dot com. And if you have any questions for future shows, please send them there or questions. I'm happy to answer them. You can also send me, uh, leave me a voicemail at 707-668, uh, I can't remember my number now, uh, 72, I think it's 7227. Uh, it's on my website. I can't remember right now. So, again, s at suzannetoro.com, it's 7252, 707-668-7252. Until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, a lot of gratitude for you taking in all that energy. And thank you for just listening. And until next time, enjoy the moment and connect with your sacredness. Namaste.